Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast. And I'm very, very excited to bring on Ron Carson. And you may have noticed he's a man. I know, I know. <laughs> it's really incredible. But he's still willing to come on this podcast to, to talk about how to do this the woman's way. But um, Ron is amazing. I mean, you probably have already heard about Ron. He's been in the business since 1983 um, and at a, an extremely high level. Um, he is the uh, founder of Carson Wealth, Carson Coaching, Carson Partners, um, and has been growing this for obviously decades and decades. Um, gotten to a point where it's $15 billion in assets. Um, he's ranked among the top advisors by Barron's Magazine, one of the only two independent advisors inducted into Barron's inaugural Hall of Fame, named Forbes list, I mean, of American top wealth advisors for several years. I actually can't fit it all in. I was like highlighting things, but I'm like, my page is full of highlights, but Fox Business, Bloomberg, I mean, you name it, this guy is everywhere. And, um, so, so cool. I also recognize that you, um, you have charities, you, your wife, Jeannie founded the Dreamweaver foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to fulfilling end of life dreams for seniors with terminal illnesses. And you also founded the American charitable foundation. This guy is amazing. And I want to say one more thing, and then I will let you talk, Ron, is that he has a recent best-selling book, a number one best-selling book called proven in the trenches. And this is your fourth book. You said, it's a fifth book. Fifth um, book. Fifth book. Fifth See how you've messed something up. Yeah, you know it's all right though. Um, uh, yeah, and I appreciate that. The, the <laughs> I don't have enough time. Robert, we're we're never going to talk. I'm going to be talking about you, like just you. But but anyway, you can find that on Amazon and Audible. Um, he even narrated it himself, which is a, a true true accomplishment. I know because I didn't narrate mine. But tell me a little bit about um, you and what you're up to right now, because I know you just did something amazing, and this is very timely. So let's start with what you're up to now, as far as really helping people in the industry, because that's a huge thing that I know you focus on. Well, Robin, th thanks for having me on your show. And um, I, yeah, I, as you mentioned in the, in the opening, I've been in the, this profession, this great profession I love and I'm proud of um, since 1983. And almost since then, you know, we've looked around and said, there's just not enough diversity in it. And, and we all agree about it. And then, you know, who's really doing anything about it? And I've been on over the last several years, I've been on these all- primarily white male panels all talking about this issue it just seems right it's just crazy and it's like you know we're let's we'll look at ourselves right? right and you know within even Carson I've worked hard at having significant um, female representation um, at one point we had 45 percent of our advisors are female I think we've regressed a little bit you know Terry Shepard wow. That's is amazing. a female um, president, co-president of Carson. Amazing. Terry's a female. You know, Kelsey Rui, our head of HR. I mean, I go, I go across the board. I mean, we, and 
it's not like I put I put a female there over a male. Um, you know, I believe in equal rights, equal opportunity. Uh, but I just I think our profession has done a terrible job of giving you know fair shake to everybody. And even yeah. though we talk about it a lot, it just hasn't happened. And of course, with all the civil unrest this year, you know, over the last year, we've been working on a large initiative. Um, it, it, it seems like it's in vogue now, but we have been working on this diversity and inclusion. Uh, and we just had a, a, a big commitment go out yesterday um, with Quad A, which is um, African American, you know, financial planners. They, um, and we're supporting the historically black college and universities. And and the work they're doing is incredible. And, you know, and we partner with Tyrone Ross. I don't know if you've ever listened to him, but this mm -hmm. guy's amazing energy um, really says things in a way that um, one of the, one of the complaints I have is it's hard to have this discussion without people attacking you before they even know really what you're going to say and what your position is. And Tyrone's done a great job of saying, Hey, you got to give people a space, a safe space to talk. Um, you know, most people really do want what, what we all want. And if we're fighting amongst each other, you know, it just slows that down and, and actually happening. So, right. uh, I, I really have great hope for not just financial services, but for our society. Um, you, 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 I think you're a lot younger than I am, but I look at the young people at Carson group and, you know, none of us are born with, with. Uh, a prejudice, a hate, you have to learn that, right? And, and, I, and I really believe that the young generations, the 20-somethings um, of today in the world uh, are really going to move our country, our world in a way where there is, not only we talk about equality, but there really truly is more equality you know, than we've ever experienced on this earth before. That's my hope and I, and I, and I wanna see more of that sooner rather than later. I love that. I love that. I mean, and you said no one's born, you know, with a prejudice or with hate, like it's learned. So I, I think that's very, very true. So what, what got you to where you are now being the opposite, where you're, you're clearly, you learn to be, you know, you, you believe in equality, you want that to happen. What do you think the benefits of that will be for our society for, especially in, in this area of finance, which is so, you know, typically male driven, how do you think that's going to positively impact um, the United States and even the world? Yeah, and, I, and it really is the world. I mean, if you, if you think about how isolated we are in the United States, um, the worst off people in the United States are better off than 86% of the rest of the world. That's a pretty big statement. And if I can just take a small step back, when I look at Carson Group, uh, you talked about Dreamweaver, which we, we, we um, Jenny and I co-founded, uh, and really is a way for Carson to be directly involved. And since then, we've gotten involved in um, NoHungryChild.org, and we have several schools that we fund in Africa, and Scott Harrison's Charity Water. But we're also involved in things like coral restoration. Um, I'm, I'm a board member of the Cor uh, Coalition, which is all about restoring our nation, our world's coral, which that's a whole, Chasing Coral is a great Netflix documentary if you've not seen it and just how big an issue this is. Because we don't take care of this, we're not going to have people to worry about because we're not going to be able to feed them. Yeah. And, and they're, so once we can, you know, people need, there, there's just, I feel, and I, and I say this as, as, as a, I feel like I'm a steward of the resources I've been fortunate to have. 
And it's my responsibility not to just give them to my family, but to give them and apply them back into society. So to the degree Carson is, is successful, we're all about local impact, national impact, and global impact. And today we're, we're a spec, but it has to start somewhere, right? And, 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 as we're, and that, by the way, when I read, I, we have a thing called Office Vibe, so I'm getting feedback um, every day. We have a sampling that goes out to our 200 and some, we call them internal stakeholders. And I get that, you know, one of the questions we ask is, why do you work at Carson? And it's anonymous unless they hit a switch to give their identity, but 95% of it's anonymous. And it's because of the mission. You know, they're, they're, they believe in the mission of the organization, but they also believe in the even greater mission of having a, a positive impact on our society. And so we want to be leaders in that. And we just did this press release yesterday on um, diversity inclusion with Quad A. We have another major um, initiative that we'll be announcing here within the next couple of weeks um, with another you know, large financial services company um, about you know, the, the, not only the next gen, but how do we get there? How do we, how do we train? How do we train people the right way? Uh, so much of the training in this, in our, in our profession has been around selling product and not really about you know center client-centered solution-centered kind of value propositions yeah so and i know we're kind of up against that and you talk a lot about proven strategies like even in in your book so what is it that you feel like will help one of the things i talk a lot about is one way to keep women in the industry or one way to i should say increase the footprint of women in the industry is to keep them in the industry right because if it's a revolving door and we have women you know coming in and leaving because they're not either, you know, on mission, they don't feel like it's mission-based. I've talked to so many women who are working for the man, you know, and they're saying, oh, you know, like I'm not getting the results and this is what I'm being taught. And they're not aligned with that. And it feels really hard. And it's not like blaming or male bashing or any yeah. of that, but they don't yeah. necessarily have the resources. And I don't mean money, but like to learn how to grow their business. And so they end up leaving the business. And so one way is to also keep them in the business by having them be successful. What do you think are some strategies that, that work for men and women across the board and diversity, African-American, white, doesn't really matter. But It really are, doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And, and, you know, here's the trap we run into, though, Robin. We always say, well, it really doesn't matter. It needs to be everybody. And we all say that. But who's really, really hitting it hard, right, in order to do, to do something about that? So I'll give you a great exa concrete example. I think the reason why a lot of women, you know, it's hard. You have kids, right? And the kids need you. And so we have been for several years now, we've been a, um, you can work at the office, you can work at home, right? Now I get, sometimes you need to get away from your kids. Sometimes <laughs> with COVID here, I've had an office vibe. They said, you know, can someone come and please tie my kids up for me? You know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we need to make it easier. And I think there's been laws and rules passed to make it, you know, friendlier for for women i think women have a by the way the hardest job in the world and that is i look at terry shepherd our president i mean she is a great friend she's an amazing um mother to her three kids uh she's a i know she's a fantastic spouse to um glenn her husband but she's an incredible mentor as well and I, and then and then she you know there was that commercial years ago you might be too young and it was like the lady is dancing to this tune that, you know, she can do everything, including coming home and frying up in a pan. You know, it's like, I don't remember, it was a men's cologne. But that's, I, I look at how all, all I got to do is just run the business. 
And that seems so simple. So I think part of it with women in particular, white, yellow, red, doesn't matter, is that you get your, your demands are so much higher. And, and there's not, you know, with kids, um, you don't have the structure. Just all of a sudden, you're whatever, and they get sick, or they can't go to school. And if you don't have a friendly environment, you, know, you can feel pretty hostile if you're trying to explain that. So we're more of a figure out how to get it done. We're not a you know, butt in the seats, or we're not counting time. We're really about results. And I've also noticed that because we have that kind of culture, uh, one of our core values is giving it your all even when it's not convenient for you to do so for the person on your right, the person on your left. And so I see this happening all the time. Like we even have PTO banks where people have excess PTO, they donate it anonymously, you know, for other people to be able to pull and use from within the organization. So I just think there's, those are the kind of tactical things that can be done that make the environment feel much more conducive to someone who's who's raising a family bearing kids and has a ton of other responsibilities and i were in a female shoes trying to do all of that i think i'm a pretty tough guy i think i, I think i would be war beyond belief I, and don't take this the wrong way but i always thank god that i didn't i wasn't a female <laughs> i make a better male than i made female <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I think you're saying it in a nice way, like how respectful, you know, or, or how much you respect the fact that women are trying to do it all. And I think that's also a value that we take on is that we have to do it all. And I think that pressure sometimes, and, I, and not to say that men don't have that, I think it's a different feeling of having to do it all as for being the provider and those sort of things as well. But there's, especially as a businesswoman, it's almost like the way that we've been taught is in order to survive and to thrive as a businesswoman, you have to sacrifice and you have to, you know, give all these things and you have to do it the man's way. You got to pound the pavement. As I say a lot, dial for dollars, like all that stuff. And the reason I have this podcast and that I'm really an advocate for helping women, and it's not just women, like you said, but that's just, you know, focus of mine is that because we need ways to do it where we can quote unquote do it all, where we can still have, you know, be a mom and be a great spouse and, and be not feel guilty when we're not at home and not feel guilty when we're not at work, you know, and just like, no matter what, it's like, we feel guilty, right? If we're not at home yeah. we should be with the kids and we're, we're, we're at work, like we're not at work now we should be working. So it's like this, this pressure that I think everyone has, but it's a different pressure, you know? And so having that flexibility on, you know, what you were saying, just in regards to being able to work from home and being able to be results based, like that was huge. What you just said about being results-based because it's not about the time. And a lot of these firms, I won't mention firm names, but they come to me and they're like, we're supposed to be doing X amount of hours of calls and X amount of, you know, door-to-door um, -door and X amount of this. And they're like, but it's not working. And if they don't track these hours and get these activity numbers in, it's like they feel bad, like they're not doing it right. But there's so many other ways you can grow, grow a business, especially in this amazing recurring revenue model that work for women, for men, for, you know, all sorts of people. So what, what are some of the things that you've seen work for, it doesn't have to be just women, but that it's less, um, less traditional in the sense of just the dialing for dollars stuff. You know? Yeah. And Robin, let me, I, I want to confess something. I was that, I was that leader before. I mean, if you weren't in the seat, then, you know, I, I didn't, it did to me, it didn't feel like you were, you were working. And, 
this is, I'm going to give Terry Shepard. I mean, she's, she's really, I, I'd moved a, a long ways in that towards that direction, but she really helped me see it from a different viewpoint. I think that's the, the big message here is don't defend what you think, you know, embrace the unknown. You know, you don't need new landscapes. You need new eyes, right? It's already right in front of us. We just need to be able to see it differently. And for women, you know, one thing you need to do for you is be selfish so you can be selfless. Because I also see my own mom, my daughter, my wife, females around, they go without, right? They, they take care of everybody else but themselves. They don't take time for the self-care, the self-love, the you know, re regeneration of energy. Um, and I just think you need to block that out first. And, and by taking care of yourself, you can really be there and have the capacity to take care of others. One of my best friends in this business, someone that um, started in my coaching program right back from the very beginning, uh, is Nina O'Neill. And she, I don't know if you know Nina or not. She's, she's phenomenal. You should have her on here. She's, I, yeah, I'd she's, she's, she's very well-spoken. Um, but I mean, she's a, she's a poster child for what you can accomplish. And, uh, and I know, you know, she gets, she gets overwhelmed as we all do. Um, but I think she does a really good job of, of figuring out what's important. And that's a great book, by the way, have you ever read essentialism? Mm -mm. Oh, yeah, and if you don't have time, right, because we are all short on time, um, there's a great app called Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. I saw they just started advertising. I've been using it for the last several years. And it's, it's an app for, I think it's 60 or $70 a year. You have pretty much every business book on there and they'll blink it out in like, what are the key six or wow, 15 elements so cool. of the book? And essentially, it'll take you, I think, 12 or 14 minutes to listen to it. And if you read the whole book and take hours, you might get 10% uh, more out of it, right? But essentialism, it basically says, most of what we do in our life doesn't matter. There's a few things that really matter. And how do you get those first and get rid of all the rest of the stuff, all the rest of the noise? If we look at our leakage in our day, and I talk about this improvement in the trenches, I followed a system that Carnegie supposedly developed way back when, but then I've since heard that he got it from somebody else who got it from somebody else, but it works. And that is every night before I go to bed, I list the six most important things I've got to get done the next day. Now it could be getting a massage. You know, you could be stressed out as a leader and the most important thing is taking care of yourself the next day. It could be kids doctor's appointment. It could be a big business meeting or a prospect meeting. But to me, life doesn't happen, you know, uh, your professional life doesn't happen eight to five or nine to five, right? It happens when it happens and personal life happens when it happens. And we should also organize our thoughts and our process about how we deal with that and gives us a track to run on. Now, I'm big about setting goals. I go 20 years in the future, set goals, then 15, then 10, then five, then three, then one. And that one year goal, I balance out between professional family and business goals. I want them to be roughly the same number. And every night I list the six most and I look at my goals and say, are these items actually tied to my goals? If they're not, it can go on some to-do list that you know I may never look at, but I feel good writing it down because I've taken it out of my mind to put it on paper, I've freed up space there. Um, and by the way, try this, take a list of 
things that are you think are important but they're not critical write a whole yellow pad go put that yellow pad away for 90 days then come back and see how much of it just took care of itself but if you not had if you had tried to attack all the minutia or the whirlwind you would have drove yourself crazy trying to get to all that stuff when in fact any one item on that six most vital one may be more important than that entire yellow notepad full of stuff that, that you, 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 you maybe would never get to the important thing because the whirlwind consumes every amount of time and energy you have during the day. I love that. There's so many key things. I'm trying to take notes here myself. Um, one thing you mentioned, self-care, which I think it rarely comes out of a man's mouth actually, you know? So, and I remember we spoke probably about a year ago or something like that. And I remember getting off the phone going, this guy is so cool. Like you're just you oh, know, awesome. And just so, and well-rounded, you know, not to a point where it's just like, it's all about success. And there are some people even that I follow that are mentors of mine that are just like, I feel there's, there's always a component of balance in life. I wouldn't even use the word balance, but the, the importance of life and relationships and all that, but they're like hardcore, you know? And I feel like, like that's what we're taught is like, just go, 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 go. And I, I've done that. I'm an action taker. I just go, I just go, I just go. And I actually, you know, had a situation myself where I was, um, I was about to do IVF uh, actually. And um, we had like the retreat. This is interesting to tell a man because I don't usually tell the story to a man, but it's coming out. Um, but I had my retrieval the next day. Like this was the day before the retrieval. And I was just going, I was just going, I was just going. And I walked down the stairs and I was holding my phone, like still checking messages, still working. Still working. <laughs> and I was wearing socks and I slipped down the stairs and like hit my head and literally Really oh, my. my head open yeah and I was bleeding I mean there's blood gushing down it was it was horrible and the only thing I could think of was like why couldn't I just stop and make sure to take care of myself so that I'm not sabotaging everything I ever wanted which you know at that stage was I really wanted to have a baby thank god I you know I was okay and I was able to do the retrieval and I have this was one before my two and a half year old son was was born and everything worked out but that was such a huge lesson for me to be like, wake up, like it's not all about working nonstop because first of all, all that work, like you said, a lot, a lot ends up you know, working out itself anyway, but when you're just constantly going, 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 you actually miss a lot of things. And, and then you do oftentimes so much of the wrong things that miss you from getting the right things, which is again, why I think what you said also about goal setting writing your goals down and being aware of them and looking at them and then being conscientious and intentional with what you're going to do tomorrow, let's say, um, is so critical because we try to do so many things and then we get into reactive response mode. And then it's just like, we forget what those goals are, even are. And we get, forget why we're even doing like a whole reason I want my business to be successful. So I have my ideal business, and ideal life. Like if I can't have my kid, that's not going to give me my ideal, ideal life anyway. So I think that's, that's huge. So huge things there. Self-care is, is, and women say that a lot, but I don't think, you know, they, they necessarily do it a lot, but being able to schedule that is huge and writing down your goals and then specifically what you're going to do tomorrow. Like, I love that because a lot of people, um, even in my program, when they first start, they'll, will say, okay, here, what are your goals? And we help make them measurable and smart and whatever. And then, yeah. No, they forget to look at their goals and they're like, I'm like, oh, did you reach your goals? You know, we have a check-in. Did you reach your goals or are you on track for your goals? And, oh, what were my goals? Can you send me my goals? Like write these down, look oh. at your goals. So you actually are working towards it. Um, what other advice? I know we don't have a ton of time and, you know, everybody's got to go. So what, what specific advice would you have 
um, for women who are in the industry so that they want to stay in the industry. Any specific advice you have and that like supports them on the mission of, of helping really with with having more equality when it comes to diversity. Robin, so much of what we're talking about, I mean, it, it, it's really less about the profession and it's more about, you know, figuring out how to take care of yourself so you have the capacity. You know, um, they're going back to that comment you just made about goals is most of us end up on this, I call it an unconscious journey to arrive at death safely. In the book, I had written a book years ago in 06 called Avalanche. It was all about blueprinting your life, live your life by design, not by default. And in it, I actually go into very specifics around sleep. And there, Dr. Moss, I've, I've hired Dr. Moss a couple different times to do work with us, but he is you know, one of the top sleep experts in the world. And he has shown that, and as women, as mothers, as wives, as do it all, right? Take it on your back. You don't get enough rest. And if you're not getting enough rest, you're not going to be as effective as anything that you do. And so there's a book called Power Sleep. It's excellent. It, if I can help you and everybody listening to this get another 30 minutes of deep or rim, that'll change your life. And it's not the little things. So it's all, it's, it's, we're all looking for the big silver bullet. It's all the little things done right that have an astonishing impact on yourself and those that count on you. And the sleep thing is get it, get, you know, as an example, um, how many people, uh, you know, go to bed with TV on or they have their kids sleeping with them or, you know, it's just not an environment to get the right amount of sleep. And we all need the same amount of REM and deep, and it's not very much, but you may take 10 hours in an evening to get what I can get in three hours because I'm spending it in deep, and I, I sleep more than three, but there's like a segment of people out there. And so I'd work on that. The other thing is I'm a big believer in meditation and breath work. I didn't use, I thought it was all woo woo. It's not, it's real. Our breath is the only thing that controls, it's voluntary and involuntary. And it, we can control so much of our body with breath. I, I did a program uh, a few weeks ago in Seattle called 40 Years of Zen. And I, I learned, and I've done lots of different breath work, whether it's, you know, the four, seven, eight, or when we had our kids, Lamaze breathing, um, tantric breathing. Uh, I have a club I belong out in Venice, uh, California. We do a lot of different breathing. This Chai Gong, which I learned out in 40 years of Zen, is 15 minutes. It, I've taken so I did my whole, um, this morning, all my uh, stakeholders were invited to it. And I think we had about 47 show up this morning. And I had a guy tell me that was the most incredible, intense experience I've ever had in my life. It was 15 minutes. So if we can take these little things, like I want to be a part of the next one. How can I get in on that? Yeah, I have to invest in become a stakeholder because I'm I'm open to. (laughs) No, because I would just do it. You know, um, awesome. Matter of fact, if you get if you get people listen to this podcast and you can get a group of people that want to do it, I'll lead a Zoom meeting for you. You know, doing that. Yeah, we'll make that Um, happen. But it is. It is like, I brought it home to my wife and she's like, oh my gosh, my, my son-in-law is a trainer. He goes, Ron, I was euphoric for 24 hours. So I got all these people doing it. It's, it's uncomfortable, but it's only breath. It's not going to kill you. But you talk about getting rid of that 
angst and that tension between your, you know, your breast and your, and your navel. You know what I'm talking about, how you hold all that stuff yeah. in there. And, and so those are the things. And then once you clear that and you have some capacity, you have some white space in, in, your, in your body, in your mind, it's goal setting. I mean, it is the law of manifestation. You know, the, the book, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, uh, I was an early disciple of that, is if we can get the clutter out of our conscious mind so it can, it can think about the important things, business, family, your, your subconscious mind will, it's like Google bots back there when that's why you write it the night before you go to bed, it'll create opportunities and solutions. And there'll be, you know, most of, most people walk over opportunity every day because they're either exhausted or their minds are in totally a different spot and they aren't don't eat like they said they said robin what are my goals send them to me well if you don't know what they are you're certainly not going to see opportunities that are going to help you acquire those goals right yeah and and so it's 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 you know so often we're we're treating the symptom not the cause Right, we got to get deeper into the cause, and then you'll start to get into what I call a flow state or the zone where things start happening, and you'll find yourself spending all your time. Another exercise I teach in blueprinting is I want you to list um, the most important things in your life, and then I want you to list the percentage of time you do you spend doing them. And there's a huge mismatch there. Like these are the most yeah. important things, but I'll spend no time doing it. Right. And the things I, I like the least, I spend the least amount doing it. Here's the thing I did, I don't know if you can see it, from 40 years oh, of yeah. sin. And one of the exercises we had to do is, is we're the CEO of our bodies, and they want to go, well, how many different types of you are there? Because I was going back to this, one of our, our core values at Carson is GSD, get shit done, right? Well, that flies in the face of balance. And, and I realized as I go through, like my Number one, as I am, I, I listed, I want to be hippie, big love, big heart, peace, impact. Like that's my number one person that Ron Carson wants to be. Uh -huh. Number two, wilderness. Number three, philanthropist. But number four on the list was GSD. And it conflicts directly with number one. And I know at least, and I'll accept that about myself and say, you know, there's always this gsd -er wanting to emerge and I don't, I don't, you know, there's times I need that person, but I try to keep that Ron, you know, minimize as much as possible. And, and, but knowing thyself is really important because we can pretend that they aren't there, but you know, old habits die hard. And that's why setting goals and being specific will keep your actions in line with, with going back to essentialism, the things that really matter. So good. This is so good. And I love that it just went in this direction. Cause I remember uh, talking to you, like I said, a year ago and being like, this guy's so cool. And it was because of all these components of you that are so deep, that are so well beyond what we would ever imagine, let's say on this paper, like in your long, amazing bio, that's like really incredible and so impressive. And I'm like, damn, this guy. And Robin, I hate that thing, by the way. I hate <laughs> it. When people read it, it's like, I don't want people, it's like, I want well, to this, get to know me, not that stuff. Well, that's right? the thing. And this yeah. is good shit, but like, this is the real shit, right? Like this is right. the stuff that's like, that's people right. want to know about you. And that's what I felt when I talked to you before. And I'm so glad we were able to bring it to more people because 
I love your heart. I love how connected you are. I love how real you are. I love like hearing about how you run your company makes me want to just say, you know, everyone go to Carson. Like this is what you should do. Like it's true because it's like, it sounds like an amazing environment that's so inclusive. That's so so, you know, welcoming and that's allowing people to be their best selves, which is usually not spoken about. Like the words be your best self, right? I mean, like who says that in the financial industry? Let me tell you how to succeed in the financial industry. Be your best self, right? <laughs> that's not, and I know you didn't say those exact words, but that's what I'm yeah. hearing is like so much about know thyself, like be, be willing to, to, to think about what is it that you want and then create that with all, without always having to be the get shit done person, because I've been that person. And then I started meditating. Just like you said, I started to manifest stuff that I was like, Oh my God, like I can create whatever I want. Like it started to yes. freak out. My first, I already mentioned this. I'm just going to wrap this in, since I am, I told you uh, about specifics with my, my first baby is that my, the one I just had. So my baby now is, as of recording, this is three months old and we had, it took us almost five years to, to get Maverick. Okay. Maverick's my two and a half year old. And almost, like I said, fell down the stairs and ruined that opportunity. And it, it worked out And this one. We didn't even need to do IVF. It just came like, because I was like manifesting, I was meditating. I was going to acupuncture. I was working out. I was going to chiropractic. I was, you know, I'm still building my business like a badass, but like, yeah in my heart about helping people and impacting, impacting people and making a difference. And it was like, like, and then just things line up because I was aligned. Right. So it was like unbelievable. And I'm like, holy crap, I can do whatever I want. And like that, we all have the power to do that, but that's not typically what we're taught, especially in this. You said it before we got on the recording, this male dominated, you know, white male industry that it's just not being taught. So I'm super, super grateful that you were on here and that you came with this perspective, especially on a podcast that says the woman's way. Um, (laughs) Thank you for for sharing this. Thank you for being so real and being so open. Um, I know they can get your book on Amazon, not Audible, which you recorded yourself again, which is called, I just want to make sure I don't mess it up. Proven Proven in the Trenches. trenches, Proven in the Trenches. So get that book. Is there any other um, place they can find you or anything else you want to just make sure they know to close this this awesomeness? Yeah, I want to I'll wrap it up with um, when you meditate, and this is important because I did not learn this until recently because I would meditate a lot of times after I had coffee. You need to meditate before you have coffee or any caffeine in the morning because your mind goes front and back versus the left and right hemispheres. That's what caffeine does. So I, my practice is the second I get up, I put the dogs out and I do my meditation and then I drink. I love coffee. I'm a coffee holic and I love that. The other thing, um, tips, um, exercise. There's a great book called Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty by Harvey McKay, and it's about building a network. And I learned later on because I used to feel like I had to have the answer to everything in a client meeting or in a you know stakeholder meeting. And I then switched to I realized I can't be a library of information, but I can be a librarian. And so take the pressure off of knowing, be a librarian, have a strong network. And the greatest thing he says, I don't know what I can find out because I'm an incredible networker. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off of all of us. And we're probably going to get a better answer because we can go to a subject matter expert that's very deep and whatever, whether it's childcare, self-care or business issues, exercise a strong network. Great. Awesome. And so that anywhere else they can find you, CarsonWealth.com, if they wanted to be part of Google your- Carson Group. I have a um, video series I put out called Ron Sense, and they're sporadic. Sometimes I'll go two or three weeks with none. Sometimes I'll five in a week. But if I'm doing something, it's nothing about business. It's about 
you know, when I was out doing um, 40 years of Zen, I think I cut four videos then. I'm at, I go to Singularity University where they're talking about all the mind-blowing things that are going to change in technology. I've cut videos from there. They're typically under two minutes, and you can go follow me on Twitter, LinkedIn, and, or you can go to Carson Group and sign up, and there'll be those little uh, video vignettes will be pushed up. There's no cost. There's no nothing we're going to try to sell to you, you know, for doing that. It's just my way of giving my thoughts. And if I help a single person, it's, it's totally worthwhile. So great. So great. So go check that out. If you're listening right now, don't hesitate, get on Twitter, get on Carson group and get that. That's amazing. So thank you again so much for joining me. I so appreciate it. And uh, thank you all out there for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.